Welcome to Intrepid HR Radio, the voice of today's human resources professional. Broadcasting live from Las Vegas and the 18th Annual HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Our Vegas coverage is made possible by Dovetail Software. Dovetail's Employment Engagement Suite is a SaaS-based human resource help desk and case management solution to manage and track real-time employee interactions with HR. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Rayan Thorne. All right, welcome back to Intrepid HR, broadcasting direct from Las Vegas and HR Tech. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. We are like halfway through the afternoon we session. We are. Of- I, don't, I don't know how it's, it's going so fast, and it has been so wonderful. We've had so many great guests, and what a great conference this year. I can't believe. I, I think our last guest told us there were 320 vendors on the floor. That's the most there's ever been, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, very, very exciting. No, it has been, a, in, in our show, I mean, we talk about just some amazing conversations yeah. with amazing people doing amazing things. It's been great. It's been, it's been wonderful. I am so excited that Dovetail had the opportunity to sponsor the launch of Intrepid HR. Well, on that subject, uh, give us a quick shout out about Dovetail and what they're doing. Yeah, well, Dovetail's success has been built on three fundamental pillars, if you will. The first is provide a software that's easy to use that solves a problem. Two, let's continue to innovate that product, right? Let's keep moving forward, innovation, 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 and making sure our clients understand that. And then three, let's make sure our clients are happy with that. And in return, our own employees. I mean, we talk all the time about employee engagement. What is it like to work for a company where you're trying to sell a product and you hate your company? That's not how it is for us. We love what we do, and everybody that works for Dovetail actually understands what employee engagement means. Outstanding. Well, we're grateful to Dovetail for making Intrepid HR possible. Let's get to our guest. We're joined now by Scott Berg, Managing Director and a Senior Research Analyst with Needham & Company. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. Thanks for making time to join us. Uh, I know you're very busy here at HR Tech, so grateful for that. Before we get into our conversation, Scott, take a quick second. Tell us a bit about you and your background, and then give us a 10,000-foot view of Needham and Company. What do you do? How do you serve your market? Sure. Um, I'll start with the Needham uh, part second. Needham is a uh, uh, brokerage firm. We're kind of a, a boutique in the space versus some of the better-known ones you, you probably uh, would associate some some brands with. But uh, we've got a deep focus uh, specifically in technology uh, and within software, you know, as a uh, independent vertical. I came to the company about six months ago. My background is um, I've been covering the space as an investment analyst for about eight years now. Um, my claim to fame, if you want to call it that, is I've done a lot specifically within HR. Hmm. Um, I've been the only analyst to cover all the public HR uh, companies, except for one over the last eight years. And uh, just have a different view on kind of the, the demands and trends here. So hmm. here, uh, checking it all out and seeing what's different and uh, hopefully trying to get an edge on you know, what that quote unquote next company is like. Got it. I think, I think you called it a deep special, specialization in HR technology. So that's, that's really interesting. And that explains why you're here. Yep. Why do you come each year to this conference? So if, if I were to break it down, it's probably four or five different areas. One of them is I cover the public companies that are here right now, the, the Workdays, Ultimates, Cornerstones, okay. and historically I've covered you know, comp- names like Taleo and SuccessFactors, Connexa, et cetera, and try to understand their trends, you know, what business is like, you know, new technologies, products that might uh, you know, change the trajectory of their businesses. Um, that's one aspect. One is to talk to customers specifically in terms of what are they seeing, what are they like. And then the third one that I think is kind of interesting is try to get to know some of the newer technologies that are out here. You know, what's going to impact the space, not necessarily this year, but over the next two or three years, either 
either on an independent basis, someone that knew that's going public, or you know might be an acquisition candidate for the companies that I do a lot of work with. What, what drives you as an analyst in the space? Somebody that's you know a managing director within a company that actually is doing an analysis, right? What what drives you to do that? Uh, I, I think it's just a, a, a deep desire to, to, to learn more in terms of how it impacts my business and what I do is the more I know about these things, it helps me um, try to educate my clients, which tend to be institutional investors and what's going okay. on so they can position you know, their investments in the fa- space properly relative to those changing dynamics. Well, we're deep into the uh, afternoon session of day three of this exposition. Uh, two or three things that have caught your attention that are worth uh, thinking about. So I think the biggest one that's probably most interesting that I've been tracking the last couple of years, it seems to be shifting a little bit, is I've been a big believer that in general customers recently have been trying to buy more products in a suite scenario, trying to go to a more of a, a single vendor or at least reduce the number of vendors that they're buying from. You know, you can look at the larger vendors in the space that are you know, making acquisitions to bring in product, to expand that, to try to capture that spend from those customers. You know, versus a space six, seven years ago, you'd have one vendor that would do um, you know, maybe recruiting software, one would do performance, maybe someone else would do, you know, in this case, case management, something like that. Um, and that's consolidated around fewer vendors. Well, now I'm picking up a lot of data today that would say that maybe some of those development platforms just haven't been broad enough in those, you know, wide, uh, horizontally focused companies. And we need more of a best of breed approach. You know, the integrations are easier with the SaaS-based delivery model is maybe we take a best of breed in area A versus area B and we try to integrate them because that's more simplistic than what it was 10 years ago. Well, that's a pretty noticeable change, I think, from what I've seen before. Yeah, well, I'm curious as to your comments on this. I mean, cause I, I get the idea and the power of a single suite of services. However, there's I understand 25 startups in the startup pavilion, small, nimble little organizations that are trying to impact real change in the industry. How are we going to balance that? Because it's it's exciting. There's some new innovation coming out of there that can be integrated nicely into some more traditional services. It's going to be interesting how that plays out over a couple of years. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I always look towards those companies or the smaller companies that may be doing five to $10 million in, in annual revenues, say, that have those interesting technologies to understand where the large guys are going. Because I think over the period of time, is you can see this with uh, an Oracle or an SAP, companies I do not cover, but it's difficult to innovate in some of those large companies appropriately. So they tend to be consolidators to buy growth appropriately in the space. And those smaller technologies or companies that we're just referencing tend to be the ones that are providing that. So as a customer, I think the biggest challenge is now that small provider might give you exactly what you're looking for from a feature functionality, you know, new innovation perspective, but you're always concerned on if they're going to be around long enough. Why sign a contract today and have them be gone tomorrow? I always have a great study I was, uh, story. I was talking to a customer who just signed a contract with Verve uh, the day before the, the, they announced they, get, they got acquired by Taleo. They're obviously not happy with that for several reasons, but you want to make sure that your current product's going to be around for a while, so you've got to figure a way to, uh, to just you know, understand what, where those smaller companies are going long-term mm-hmm. and if they can support themselves for, the, for right. the long run. Right, right. All right. Scott Rayan and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Dovetail Software is a proud certified partner with Workday.com, enterprise cloud applications for talent management today. We at Dovetail congratulate Workday and wish them happy 10th anniversary. Visit dovetailsoftware.com to learn more about our partnerships. And now, back to our host and Intrepid HR's live coverage from the HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Here is Todd and Rayanne. 
All right, and we're back with Scott Berg, Managing Director and Senior Research Analyst with Needham & Company. What responsibility? I mean, when you think about everything that you've learned over the last eight years, working with Needham & Company and doing gathering analysis and doing research, what responsibility does HR ultimately have and the technology that supports it when it comes to employee happiness? So I found that I think that there's a large impact there or has the opportunity to be to become a large impact. At the end of the day, I think it depends on how much the senior leaders of an organization place on employee engagement and want to try to uh, maximize that. Uh, I call it a soft skill within an organization. So at the end of the day, there's plenty of studies that, that are out there from you know the large organizations that, that we're all familiar with that says the more engaged employees are, the happier they are, the hap you know, they, they tend to be more productive over a period of time. And while that sounds like a, a, an easy altruistic um, um, you know, in kind of environment to get to, companies still don't do it very well. So they really require technology to help drive and, and adopt those, you know, those processes over a period of time because it's difficult to do it on, a, on an individual basis. And, and you really spread that out better with technology. Scott, let's talk about innovation for a second. A lot of organizations say they're innovative. Many organizations are innovative. I got to imagine understanding that and, and grasping the, the true innovative nature of an organization is important in the analysis that you do. And I know that you look forward. You don't, you're not worrying about what's happening today necessarily or tomorrow. You're worried about a couple of years down the road that helps you better do what you do. How do you really determine how the, the true innovative culture of an organization and how that impacts how you look forward? Well, I always like to understand product strategies, kind of like what you're talking about, two to three years out. But for me, it's um, you can come up with some pretty interesting technologies like that are here in the space. And, and the great example is um, video interviewing. Mm. When I first came across video interviewing back in 2008, I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> All the uh, applicant tracking talent acquisition systems are going to have this in their portfolios within like two years. Why not? Easy. Well, there's structural issues from making that happen. You know, until everyone got a smartphone, they didn't readily have a, a video camera on them, you know, right. for instance. Right. So you just saw that growth accelerate really in the last two years. And there's several companies out there that I think um, are doing well in that space right now, but it's it's not just about a cool technology or vision. It's about how do you actually bring those technologies to adopt them and get the masses to use it. And that's an area of a space that it took several years, but the growth in that space has been vertical now for about 24 months. It's, it's crazy to watch the growth there. I can remember when uh, Green Job first launched, yep. they were sending webcams yep. to everybody for free. They yep. were just sending webcams out just so you can you can video interview whatever you whenever you need to. So it's, it's wonderful to see the the final adoption of mobile and how that can better a lot of the technologies that are here. Mm -hmm. Still talking about mobile. And we still will be. Why is that? Because I, I, I think at the end of the day, companies are still not, you know, end customers here. A lot of them still aren't willing to push all that content and data to a mobile device. You know, they're willing to do it in some narrowly focused niche areas of their business, but they're not willing to broadly expose some of that data or content uh, to their employees when they're outside of their four walls today. So interesting to me. This is probably the first year where I have not carried my laptop everywhere, right? It's just, I don't, I don't need to. And so it's really interesting to me that life isn't falling more over into work. You know, we, we leave work. I heard this yesterday or the other day in one of the sessions, we, we leave work um, and we go home to where technology is great. Yeah. And then we get up the next morning, go to work, and we're back in, you know, we're back 20 years ago. So hopefully, hopefully work will begin to catch up. The hesitancy there is, is simply security? 
Well, some of it's you know certainly security, and it's not the um, you know you can reference the, the like the targets or the Home Depots that right. are just generally exposing you know or had information exposed. It's more of you know you've got this disgruntled employee that might want to take some corporate IP off. But I don't think really security is is necessarily you know the issue at the end of the day. Um, I, I think it's it's partially some of the the products just aren't pushed out properly on that. You know how do you you know just control some of that access at the end of the day and. Um, and that'll change over the next couple of years. We're seeing, you know, in, in HR is probably the one space around mobile usage that actually gets the most use, especially if you think of time clocks and time in attendance for hourly-based employees. You no longer have to take the piece of paper and punch it in for your time card. You can use your phone to, to clock in and clock out. And across all the other vertical areas in software, that's like the only one that sees consistent usage on mobile still today. That's incredible. If, if you had to give some advice to a first-time attendee, whether, whether uh, um, somebody here in the expo hall, a vendor, first time here, somebody in the startup pavilion, or an at- attendee, somebody that's coming and going to the sessions and actually coming into the expo hall to find information, to learn a little bit more about HR technology today, what would you say? If you're an attendee, you have to go to some of the content sessions. This is the first year I didn't have the opportunity or the time to do some of the uh, uh, content sessions out there, but I've done them for the last five years, paid for the full pass. They have some really interesting content sessions that um, that I don't think you get exposure to anywhere else right. but here. Um, if you're a vendor, you just got to try to find the right place on the floor at the end of the day. I know some vendors that are tucked in the corners, and maybe that's an, you know, an issue for different reasons, but um, you got to get your name out there. Maybe it's walk the floor, hands flyers out, you know, yeah. just trying to get exposure. But um, you know, outside of that, you got to be here. Everyone, you know, there's a lot of buyers that are here. I think the buying environment's good. And if you're not here, it's difficult to show your product properly. Well, it's still a first come, first serve basis, right? When you, when you like we yesterday, we went and picked our space for next year. We're 50th out of 260 that were on the list, mm-hmm. right? And then we've been coming here consistently for many years. And that's how you get up the list, right? Unless you're going to pay a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Yep. Like some of these booths over here that we see that are so fantastic. Um, but that's, I guess that's the way it is. It's the conference model, you know, the expo hall model. So why, why is it important for an attendee to come, somebody that's coming to go to those content sessions and coming to learn about? Why, why should they, can't they just learn about all this at home online? I think the short answer is yes, you can, but it's more difficult to find the, the content, the information. So I'm a part of a uh, kind of a, a very unique user group in Minneapolis, uh, this unique nationally called the um, uh, Leading Edge HR Network. And we do a lot around a, a HR technology and some of the processes that, that's different in the environment today. But most of those individuals or employees in those areas don't get just a general exposure to that content. Well, this is the type of expo is where you just have so much opportunity in a compressed time frame that if you can take advantage of it, you're just often not going to find it on your own. All right. So your job is to be looking ahead in this space. Uh, so when we reconvene and talk with you at uh, HR Tech 16, what will be the hot thing we'll be talking about at that show? It's a great question. The hot things I'm talking about this year, I think I wouldn't have uh, necessarily come up with last year. I, you know, from a pure technology perspective, I think um, the two areas that are seeing the most interesting demand right now, I've talked a lot actually about the case management space. I wrote that up a little bit last year, and that seems to be growing even faster this year. We like to hear that here well, at Dovetail. <laughs> yeah, I, I've said it several times so far this conference, so it's a, I'm not just playing Good. to the crowd, that's, that's with me. But I think that's important. You're seeing additional vendors pop up, which to me says that there's more interest in terms of adoption and growth. Um, but two, the other area that continues to uh, amaze me is this social CRM 
CRM candidates, CRM candidate cultivation on the front end of uh, uh, the ATS or talent acquisition systems that are out there. There's several vendors here, a couple of them with some bigger booths, but that's an area that's starting to hit what I consider more mainstream adoption, yet it's also a functional area, kind of getting to those individuals right. that don't have access to the content. Unless you're at an event like this, you might not have exposure to those. All right. Well, Scott, hate to say it, out of time, before I let you go, how can people contact you should they have questions and where can they learn more about Needham and Company? Best is probably email, uh, sberg at needhamco.com. All right. Scott Berg, Managing Director and Senior Research Analyst with Needham and Company. Great to have you, Scott. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. All right. That's all the time we have for now. On behalf of my co-host, Rayanne Thorne, our sponsor, Dovetail Software, and all who make this show possible. I'm Todd Schnick. Intrepid HR's coverage from HR Tech will be right back.